Hello, my name is Father Boniface. I'm a Benedictine priest and monk of St. Vincent Arch Abbey in Latrobe, Pennsylvania, and I'm so grateful to have this chance to speak with Father Michael Voidhofer, a priest of the diocese, Archdiocese of Omaha in Nebraska. And we're discussing Pope Francis's general audience from January 13th, 2021, continuing his catechesis on prayer. This is his 20th in that series on prayer. And Father Michael and I will be discussing that general audience of Pope Francis that you heard at the beginning of the program. Father Michael, it's great to be with you. Great to be with you all. Praise God. And that's exactly the point we'll be talking about for the (laughs) remainder of the hour, that beautiful prayer of praise. Let's turn to Our Lady, who is truly the woman of praise and can help us talk about the Holy Father's teaching and help our listeners to hear what the Lord wants to say to them. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. 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 It's already a a beautiful prayer of praise, acknowledging Our Lady and even just that amen. It lifts our hearts to the Lord such a beautiful teaching of our Holy Father. And I don't know if you've followed these Wednesday audiences in general, Father Michael, but the Holy Father has been teaching us about prayer. And I just think he mm-hmm. shines here. I, people say Pope John Paul, the philosopher, Pope Benedict, the theologian. I say Pope Francis, the retreat master. He really mm-hmm. is, a, is a Jesuit in the best sense in understanding the spiritual exercises, understanding the, the gift of prayer and I have just loved these teachings on prayer that he's been giving us really starting last uh, April, I think. And then he took a little mm-hmm. pause for about eight weeks and talked about fraternity before the publication of his encyclical. And then he's picked up these catechesis on prayer again. And just so many beautiful points that he brings out. But this one about praise. Any points that you'd like to start with, uh, Father Michael, as we get into the, the Holy Father's teaching? Sure. Yeah, you know, one of the things I thinks the foundation often of our prayer of praise is humility, right? This acknowledgement of who God is. Mm. Um, and I know the Holy Father mentions that. Like, we praise God first because of who He is and who we are, you know, beloved sons and daughters of the Lord. And that gift of humility, I really believe, is something we need to ask for every day. And we just prayed to Hail Mary, right? Our Blessed Mother, a perfect model of praise, you know, the Magnificat, right? My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. You know, my spirit rejoices. It's not like just an idea, but this is a experience our ladies have. And, you know, in, in these reflections that we'll touch on with the Holy Father in this catechesis on prayer, particularly praise, there's this sense of, of rejoicing, of proclaiming that the Lord is Lord, that God is still on his throne, even when we have doubts, even when we are in moments of discouragement, the the remedy, the, the medicine for the soul, if you will, is really just rejoicing and praising the Lord. And again, that goes back to humility because it's an acknowledgement that God is God and we're not, and that we don't... <laughs> Yeah, we, we don't understand everything that's going on always in our world, in our lives, in our families, in our marriages, in our workplaces. I mean, so much happens 
that we don't see. You know, we, we sometimes forget there's a spiritual realm, right? We're not just materialists in a world that is, you know, just passing away, but we have a mission. We have a purpose. We have a vision that's given to us uh, in Christ to glorify the Father by letting Jesus sing through us, worship through us, raise our hands, you know, shouting the name of the Lord and singing hallelujah. And the, you know, think of the Psalms. All of the Psalms are full of praises given to God. And there's so much that to, to discuss here. But one of the things I really enjoy about our Holy Father in his reflection is he really brings in the humanity of each of us. And he's not afraid to press into our human experience. And I think sometimes we forget, you know, we're not angels, we're humans. You know, we have a body, we have a soul, you know, that body soul composite. We are alive as human persons. And that means we express praise to God through our humanity. We're not angels. We pray as humans pray. And and that's why, you know, if you look at the liturgy, you know, for example, we sit, we stand, we kneel. Um, I know I do a lot of prayer meetings where people clap, they sing, they dance, they raise their hands, they express through their human nature praise to Almighty God. And, and I just think that is a beautiful gift the Holy Father brings to us in a very rich insight into in our humanity, how we, we lift praises to God, you know? Amen. Beautiful. And, you know, as I look at this first paragraph here, uh, the Holy Father's Catechesis, you know, and for those listening, you know, I encourage you to print it off for your prayer time and to really reflect on what the Holy Father's saying at some point. You know, let this reflection time as we pray here or reflect, let it be a, a stepping stone for your prayer time. But like that first paragraph there, you know, he's reflecting on John the Baptist and his doubts. And he says, John the Baptist doubts and has this message sent to him. John is in prison. Are you the one who is to come or should we look for another? You know, the Holy Father's saying, you know, John the Baptist, there's some anguish there. There's this not knowing, you know, did he make a mistake in this proclamation? Didn't he? And, Again, you see the humanity there. There's not a fear of that, you know, in the Holy Father's reflection. Then he talks about, you know, there's going to be dark moments in our own lives, moments of darkness, you know, hostility in the town on the lake where Jesus is performing these miracles. There's these moments of disappointment. But what does Jesus do? And this is what I love. You know, in Matthew 11:25, it says, Jesus gives a hymn. A hymn of jubilation. He says, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth. For though you have hidden these things from the wise and the learned, you have revealed them to the childlike. And I'd like to go back to what I said about humility. Children understand humility, maybe not in an intellectual way, but the state of their being is humble. Children are in a place of humility they're low to the ground. We know the word humility comes from that humus, meaning earth, low to the ground. Um, and I think in our own prayer lives, the more we are in touch with our humanity, the more we are connected to our humanity, the more we are going to be obedient 
to who God made us to be. And, and therefore, we will live a life of praise. Thank you for the sun, Lord. Thank you for letting me breathe right now. Thank you for letting me listen to this reflection. Lord, thank you for the moon, the sun, the stars. Thank you for my family. Lord, thank you for the cross. How's that sound, right? <laughs> thank you for the cross. Like, why would I thank God for the cross? Well, is that, that sounds crazy to the non-believer. Like, it sounds very like, you know, what that, that's just not making much sense. But we know that the cross is a participation in the salvation of souls. We know that the cross is an opportunity to again press in. And the wise and learned uh, often can't see that. And, and I know in my own life, and I'm sure you as well, Father Boniface, we, we get caught up in our own ways, our own ideas, our own thoughts, and we think that we know what we're doing and we know what's best. And, and then we, our life takes a turn. There's a disappointment. There's a moment of challenge or spiritual darkness and struggle, and we can start falling apart. And I really believe it's our pride really often at the root of that where the Lord is calling us to humility. Does that, does that kind of make sense to you? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, those, uh, those times of, of spiritual darkness, of disappointment, they really face us with our own limits. I, I often, as I, as I teach the spiritual theology and the progression in the spiritual life, I often indicate the the dark night of the senses that transition from the purgative to the illuminative way that significant mm. threshold of growth in the spiritual life as coming at a time of failure coming at a time that we uh, that we yeah. encounter our own limits whether that's the limits in prayer as we it gets dry and boring and difficult mm. or maybe we step out for the first time in ministry we have a deep enough conviction to move forward and nobody shows up to the bible study or or we try to serve mm. the church and we get shot down god help us but that happens yeah. yeah and those those experiences of failure darkness disappointment discouragement those become the critical times those threshold times where we're really faced with a decision to keep going, whether we really believe in the face of the darkness or whether we're going to give up and we're going to turn back to the way that things were. It, it tends to be a time that that purification goes deep and the, the lights start to come in our lives. And, and Pope Francis is giving us that, that clear teaching of persevering, not just persevering, but even praising. I love those um, mm. layers of interior freedom that Father Jacques Philippe gives, moving mm -hmm. from resistance uh, to, or even rejection to resistance to acceptance mm. to embracing, or even from yeah. tolerating to acceptance to embracing, to, to really embrace the cross, to embrace what's happening, to say yes to the, the difficulties. And that's not easy by any means. It's uh, sometimes we have to do what we don't feel like and our, our yeah. emotions hopefully catch up a little bit. But the important thing is if we can really see the Lord's hand at work, that we're not just sort of saying because uh, we're supposed to through gritted teeth and through white knuckled <laughs> holding on uh, with some resentment and bitterness underneath all of it. But really trying to say, okay, Lord, I don't understand. This really hurts. It's really hard. Like Jesus did in the garden. I don't want this. Uh, take this cup mm. from me, but I trust you. Your will be done. I love you. And 
even I praise you because I believe that you're doing something great through this, even though I can't see it yet. Someday I know that I will. Mm, amen. I, I just, I, you know, you, you really, yeah, you touched on that, you know, it's this movement, right? Uh, there's a movement. The Holy Spirit is actively moving in us and moving us into a posture of praise. And I really think it goes back to, again, that who we truly are deep, deep within us. There's that purgation. You mentioned that the purgative way, just being purged of the world, of the flesh, you know, of the devil, the pride of life, you know, like I know what's best. And the Lord wants one thing for us, Father Boniface, right? And all those listening, he wants us to become saints, right? Hmm, and And to become a saint is to become one who lives in a lifestyle of praise. It's not just praising, like you said, sometimes we have to rise above that desolation, those feelings that pull us down. And we shouldn't be afraid of our human experience of the ups, the downs, the highs, the lows. We should, we should embrace where we are and turn to praise. And that requires an act of faith. I would like to invite um, all of you listening at times to make random acts of faith in your day. Like just simply say, Jesus, I praise you. Let's say you're stuck in traffic and you want to wring the person's neck in front of you. Like maybe you, you think they can't drive or whatever, or you're upset with your husband or your wife or your kids are running around the house and you feel like your life's just a total chaotic mess. I want you just to stop where you're at and just say, Jesus, I praise you for the challenges. I praise you because you're actively at work. You are moving in me right now. You are giving me a spirit of praise, Lord. And I believe you are forming me and detaching me from my own agenda, detaching me from my own life, detaching me from what I think might be best. And Lord, I just want to surrender to the truth that you are God and I'm not. You're the creator. I'm a creature, and I want to embrace that message. You know, the Pope says this childlike openness in the, uh, I think it's like the second or third paragraph there. He says, while the childlike open themselves up and embrace the message, you know, he talks about the wise remain suspicious and closed and calculated. Hmm. You know, like I'm going to calculate how I'm going to want this to work out. How many times? Does it work out the way we want it to work out? I mean, let's be honest. Very few, right? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, how much energy we put into trying to make things the way we want them to be. And the Lord just laughs. I really think, like, well, the Mother Teresa, right, said, you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans, you know? (laughs) And, And I just, I think the older we get and the more we grow, the more we realize that we are not in charge. God is in charge. The Holy Father says we too must rejoice and praise God because the humble and the simple embrace the gospel. The humble and the simple embrace the gospel. And when he says the word embrace, he's not just talking about an intellectual ascent. He's talking Mm. about a spiritual surrender to my whole every fiber in my being yields over to the gospel and that's coming into who i truly am my identity as a son and daughter of god 
really living out a lifestyle, you know, we would say at an ontological level, at a, at a level of being in existence, I am becoming a person of praise, you know, living that out. Um, it's such a powerful, powerful teaching that I want to, again, you know, a little, little uh, action step again for all of you listening is wherever you're at and you get up in the morning, whether you feel up or you feel down, let's acknowledge what our faith tells us and maybe acknowledge where we are in our level of feeling, right? So what am I feeling? But where am I in my faith? What does my faith tell me? Faith tells me he's my father no matter what I feel up or I feel down. God is my father. And I want to praise God based on my faith in him. And as you said, Father Boniface, which I think so wise and important, our feelings will catch up sometimes. Not always, but sometimes. We cannot let our feelings dictate our faith. You know, my faith is not dictated by my feelings, but my faith informs my mind, informs my feelings, informs my lifestyle. And that is just simply good, healthy, holy discernment as we live our everyday life, right? Mm -hmm. That's right. Yeah, beautifully said. Yeah, I was thinking uh, you were talking a little bit earlier about praise and how important that is just to do that. And then you just said now, you know, wake up every morning and, and declare who you are. I was talking mm. with a directee who had this uh, kind of insight and starting to think about the way that St. John described himself, the beloved disciple. And she started to think of herself in this way. The beloved daughter is getting up out of bed today. The beloved daughter is making breakfast. The beloved daughter wow. is taking, you know, putting the clothes on the kids. The beloved daughter is taking the kids to school. Just started reinforcing that truth. It's a truth in faith, as you point out. It's a truth that we don't come to because we thought about it hard enough because we're so wise and learned. It's a faith that we receive as childlike, as little ones who really believe what the scripture tells us, what the church teaches us. And we receive that. And then to really think of ourselves in that way. And the practice of the church, you know, we generally use the term morning prayer now to describe the first mm-hmm. office of the day. But traditionally, and in Latin, we, we generally use the word lauds. Lauds, which means praise. Mm-hmm. We start the day with praise. Mm. And that praise Amen. for what God has done, even though we don't know what's going to happen in the day, we don't know if there's going to be darkness and failure, good things, bad things, whatever. We start the day with praise. And part of that praise is mm. recognizing who we are as the beloved children of the Heavenly Father. And that's that's, that's such a good way to, to kind of get our emotions moving in the right directions. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm on a crusade for, for reviving the importance of emotions. You know, the, uh, the fully human act is the one that also involves the heart. And so it's not a matter of amputating our emotions. But as you were pointing out, we can't always trust them. We need to discern them and we need to help them to move forward. I love the image that that Conrad yeah. Bars uses to describe what St. Thomas Aquinas is, is explaining, that the, the emotions need to be led by the intellect, the mm-hmm. intellect which is illuminated yeah. by faith. And so we take them by the hand like children <laughs> and we lead them yeah. in the right direction rather than letting yeah. them. We know how chaotic a household becomes when the children are in charge. We want to take them yeah. by the hand and help them to move in the right direction. And But 
beginning the day with praise, remembering who we are, acknowledging God, whether it's going well or not going well. We know that in his plan, everything is working to the good. And so we can praise him for what we see and for what we don't see. Yes. And you know, if you're a teacher and you walk into a classroom and the kids are all running and screaming and jumping around, there's two ways of handling that. If you walk in and scream at them and frighten them and repress them, that's not a good way to teach a class, right, with little children. You want to acknowledge their presence and give them dignity, but gently, and I like the word use that word gently, gently embrace where the children are and give them guidance and direction. You know, please be seated. You know, I could see, you know, maybe one of the children are crying. Well, you want to acknowledge that. You don't just want to ignore that. And like you said, we really are starting to live a life of praise when we embrace our humanity and unite it with Christ and offer it to Christ. You know, I think of the prayer at Mass, you know, by the mingling of this water and mind, may we come to share in the divinity of Christ who humbled himself to share in our humanity. You know, when we mingle the water and wine as priests, you know, at that point in the Eucharist, as we prepare the altar, and we think of that prayer, Christ humbled himself to share in our humanity. And when we enter into our humanity with love, we are actually entering into praising God because that is the will of God. Not that we repress or reject our emotions, but that we embrace them and lift them up to the Lord, you know, lift them to the Lord, give mm. praises. And I think of the songs of lamentation, you know, maybe you're in a place of lamenting. So you, you say, you know, Oh Lord, my heart is sorrowful. You know, my eyes are weeping. You know, I, I am in a place where my enemies surround me, but notice that sharing of your heart, you know, my God, my God, why have you abandoned me? Like I, I'm sharing what my feelings Mm. or where I am. I am where I am, and I can't be somewhere I'm not. And I think sometimes in prayer, when we try to be somewhere we're not, we really can block the Lord from being with us mm. where we are, right? Mm. Yeah. And, and I think it's that's a challenging thing, though. Like you said, it is challenging to be where we are sometimes, because when we're not where we prefer to be, it can be Sometimes we start, I know the Holy Father mentions that in this one paragraph. He says, you know, manner of personal defeat or where it would seem like evil's prevailing or there's no way to stop it. Rather than offer a prayer of petition, precisely at that moment, Jesus, what does Jesus do? He begins to praise the Father, even when it looks like evil's prevailing or there's no way to stop it or there's a there's obvious seemingly defeat. Jesus doesn't start praying that things will change. He starts with, praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth. I thank you for being Father. I know you're still my Father. Lord, I'm feeling depressed right now. I'm feeling discouraged, but I still choose to praise you. I still choose to worship you and adore you. And that is, again, back to humility and an act of faith in the Lord. Let's not we don't always want to pray that, Lord, please change my feeling of discouragement into encouragement. But the first way we should pray is, Lord, thank you for being my father. Mm. Thank you for being with me here. 
in the midst of this discouragement, I prayed you. Because, Father Boniface, I'm sure you see this in spiritual direction, and I see it too, but sometimes the Lord's trying to teach us how to let him move us from discouragement to encouragement, not Father Michael trying to change himself into a person of encouragement. Because I think there's a subtle pride where we try to change ourselves rather than let God change us. God has to change the atmosphere. I can't change the atmosphere. The Lord has to bring about my conversion. I don't bring about my conversion. I cooperate with grace, but I myself can't make that begin without his grace. And that's why praise lets the rain of God's mercy come into this garden of my heart. And then he causes the growth. Like Paul says, he causes the growth. I don't mm. do that, right? Mm -hmm. That's right. You know, I think of that great article by Johannes Metz, uh, Poverty of Spirit. Mm. You know, Love poverty, poverty. Yeah, I mean, that is a treasure. Anyone listening, please look it up. Poverty of Spirit by Johannes Metz. It's a powerful reflection. Yeah. Mm. I think you can find it online even. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so powerful. Yeah, and really, it it leads us to both things, which is truly embracing our humanity with all of its limitations. And sometimes the problem that we run into is we just don't accept our humanity. We're we're so ready to get rid of our humanity with its limitations. Mm. We sometimes think yeah. that the spiritual life is a matter of transcending our humanity, as if we're going to get over mm. ourselves in this yeah. kind of fundamental way. And I love Father Metz talks about the temptations in the desert as being Satan tempting Jesus not to be human. You know, humans get mm, hungry. Boy. Humans are vulnerable. Humans are, are weak and don't have any power. Don't be human. Use your play the God card mm -hmm. and call on your yeah. God powers so that you don't get stuck mm -hmm. in humanity. And Jesus is yeah. determined to remain human. Although he is God, he remains human and he doesn't get out of jail free. You know, he doesn't skip out of all of the, mm. the dregs of our humanity. He drinks the chalice to the dregs and he praises God from the depths, from the bottom. And, and we see that even as he's crying out from the cross, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He's still crying out. It's still an act of mm -hmm. praise because he believes that the father hears him or otherwise when we're really in despair, we don't even cry out because there's no purpose, because nobody is there to hear us. But he believes Jesus still cries out to the Father because he knows who the Father is. And he cries out from our humanity so that in the deepest darkness, there is a cry that's echoing forth from the Son of Man and can also well up in us and come forth from us. And the same act of praise that he offers here and the Holy Father highlights that Jesus is offering this from such a dark place. John has been arrested. John has doubts. The, you know, it's a, the ministry is a mess. He's just had to chastise Chorazin and Bethsaida, and he's uh, faced unbelief. And in the midst of that, he praises the Father and really teaches us to praise the Father. As I'm talking with you, Father Michael, I'm remembering so many chances that we had to praise together as students at Penn State and going to World Youth Day yeah. in 1997 and Spain and mm. Paris and all these things. And uh, one of those yeah. praise songs from our, you know, our, our prayer meetings was that 
Blessed be your name in a land marked with suffering. Mm. When there's pain in the offering, blessed be your name. Mm. And taking those words of Job, uh, God, God gives and God takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And we, we bless him in good times. We bless him in bad times because we know that even bad times are only relatively bad because God only allows that which he can work to the good. And so he's bringing out some greater good from this. We just don't have the foresight to see it all. We don't have the divine, the infinite intelligence to be able to see all of the things that are happening and all of the reasons. And we find ourselves in the midst of very dark situations. But the Lord is our deliverer. The Lord is our savior. And he steps right into those places and transforms us and transforms them and uh, works works his love in, in all of the all of the places of the world. Mm-hmm. Yes, and you know, one of the things as a priest, you know, here in the Archdiocese of Omaha, I began the ministry of Blaze, right? And a Blaze is really dedicated toward building the culture of Pentecost, right? And what is that culture of Pentecost? It's, it's basically inviting people to be a people of praise in the ups mm. and the downs, in the highs and the lows. And I just find that sometimes we don't value the power of praise. We only praise when we think things are going well. And, and I think we all can fall into that temptation, right, of praising the Lord only in the midst of the blessings of life. But Jesus even praised the Father on Calvary. Now, worshiping in your Calvary moments of life, are you a person of praise? And I would even go so far as to radically say, repent when we don't praise God when things aren't going the way we want. I would even say, Lord, I want to repent right now for the times I've not praised you Hmm. when things weren't going the way I wanted them. Because he's still God and he's still good. And the enemy is trying to rob me of the gift of praise, the joy of the Lord when life isn't going the way I want, when the world's pressing in on me and my family or my marriage or my life or my priesthood or the challenges and burdens of life weigh heavy on us, not to run from that, but to run into it. Take up your cross is a form of praise. Taking up your cross follows the Lord, meaning Jesus praised in good times and bad, in sickness, health, rich and poor, be a person of praise. And I think this is a part of where spiritual warfare comes in too, uh, Father Boniface, is it's really a, a spiritual battle that we're in. The Antichrist spirit, as Paul talks in the scriptures, you know, it's he who denies Christ come in the flesh. And when I don't let Christ reach through my hands to the Father and sing through my voice to the Father and dance through my legs to the Father, when I don't let the body of Christ, you know, we are one body, as the radio Hmm. station declares, right? You know, when we don't let the body, when we don't let the body of Christ dance through us, sing through us, pray through us, when we don't live the Eucharist out, that's the spirit of the world, the flesh, and the devil trying to rob us of eternal life, because we don't need Mm. to wait till we die to go to heaven. Right now, we can begin to enter worship with the angels. Like right now, Mm. the angels and saints are listening right now with us on this uh, reflection. Right now, your guardian angel is right beside you. And your guardian angel is like, yes, let's praise the Father. Let's praise the Son. Let's praise the Spirit. And sometimes we feel like that, and sometimes we don't. But whether we feel it or don't, we 
in faith raise our minds and hearts to God in praise and glorify him. I, and I want to just read this line from the Holy Father's reflection. He says, praise is like breathing pure oxygen. It purifies the soul. It makes you look far ahead. It does not leave you imprisoned in the difficult and dark moments of difficulties. So praise is like oxygen. It's like oxygen. It purifies the mm. soul. Mm. So I would like to say, you know, when you're feeling deprived of spiritual oxygen, when you're feeling heavy and weighted and weary, the solution is to enter into praise. Because the atmosphere of heaven will fill your living room, fill your bedroom, fill your mm -hmm. homes when you pray. And how about this? When you're struggling in your marriages, rather than fighting mm -hmm. back and forth and trying to solve your own problems, why not both as a husband and wife in humility fall to your knees and start praising God? Put on some worship and just praise God. And, and you know, the, see, the Antichrist spirit doesn't like when we praise God. The evil spirit hates when we praise God. All the mm. more reasons we should praise God is to not let the enemy have his way with us and just drag us around in darkness. But no, we turn to praise. You know, Pope Francis talks about St. Francis himself, you know, mm. had the canticle of the sun and we worship God. And he didn't compose this song of praise in a time of joy, the Holy Father says, but on the contrary, in the midst of hardships, Francis was almost blind at this point, he said, and he felt his heart was weighed with loneliness. How many of us in this time of the mm. coronavirus feel lonely? How many people are feeling lonely and disconnected from their communities? Well, this is your time of praise to worship <laughs> the Lord in, in this time where there's perceived failure, perceived disappointment. The Lord is still Lord, and he's on his throne. So we praise the Lord. And listen to this. <laughs> this is kind of crazy. St. Francis is, a, is crazy for God. Amen? Amen. He's crazy for God. He says, listen, Francis, in that instant of sadness, in that instant of darkness, prays. How does he pray? Be praised, my Lord. He prays by praising Francis praises God for everything, for all the gifts of creation, even for death, which he courageously calls sister death. I mean, think of that. Like, people <laughs> look at him like, what's wrong with Francis? You know, is he crazy? No, he's under the influence of the Holy Spirit. And that's what I want to be. And I hope everybody watching or listening wants to be is what? Under the influence of the Holy Spirit. Lord, fill me with a spirit of praise. Purify me from anything that keeps me from praising you. Amen. Amen. Beautifully said. Yeah, I, I was blown away when I first heard that St. Francis was blind when he composed the canticle of creatures because it's all, it's wow. visual. It's, it's, uh, talking about their beauty. It's, it's so filled <laughs> with visual yeah. imagery and, and he's lost all of it and he doesn't lament his loss. He praises what he still knows, even though he can't see mm. and that, Oh, it's so moving. And so 
his yeah. his loss, his suffering, uh, ultimately his own uh, darkness, stigmata. I mean, he uh, entered into darkness about the order that he founded. He saw so much of mm. his ideal fall apart around him and in the next mm. generation that started during his lifetime. And But in all of that, he was able to go deeper into a conviction to see God when he couldn't see with his physical eyes and to see God in creation when he could no longer see creation itself. And uh, so the darkness mm. became Amen. illuminating for him in a sense. And uh, and Mother Teresa was was similar, and you know she had this strong vision enough to move her out of one religious order and found another one on really on pure faith. And so soon after she founded that order, she went into a darkness that she couldn't see God, couldn't see Him or or receive spiritual consolation anymore. Really suffered from uh, the feeling of His absence. And yet she was able to see him in the poorest of the poor. She was able to, she knew that he was there. She dedicated herself to that mission, which was kind of the last thing that she had heard from him. And so our darkness can really be a time of of tremendous growth, of a tremendous blessing, of tremendous transformation. It can be a time of, of so much grace. If we take advantage of it as an opportunity our founder, the founder of St. Vincent Archabbey, Boniface Wimmer, came over from Germany with 18 young men and founded the first Benedictine mm. monastery in the United States. And he said, man's adversity is God's opportunity. And it's so true. When things are hardest for us, we stop trusting in ourselves and we start trusting in God. We finally recognize that we can't do it and we reach out to the only one who can. And that starts with an act of praise. You can do this. I know that you can do it. That's one of the, the healing stories. If you will it, you can make me clean. <laughs> it's like, you mm. you can do it. I know you can do it. And so I, yeah. I reach out to you and ask you, trust you, beg you. And that becomes a real point of, of conversion for us. Well, I'm aware of the yeah. time, Father Michael. I, I, I want to give uh, enough time so that you can offer a little praise and prayer and a blessing as we uh, wrap up our program. Yes, yes. Let us pray. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord, we praise you for who you are and your mighty love and your goodness. You are love. You give us your grace, Lord to draw us into this worship of heaven day and night from the beginning to the end of our lives. We pray for a spirit of praise and Holy Spirit grow in us the gift of praise. We ask each of us in this time of reflection for the gift of praise to be born in us, strengthened in us, grow in us. And Lord, we pray for a sensitive spirit. I pray for a sensitive spirit for each of us and I ask the saints and the angels to just pray over each one of us here as we conclude this little reflection time to pray over us as we sleep, as we wake into our day, that we may turn to praise as a great weapon of healing, a great weapon of deliverance and freedom and joy. Uh, we pray that you activate the gift of praise in each of us more strongly, that you make us more and more into the truth of who we are as sons and daughters as little children we are little children lord and we delight in being little because you are good you are big you are god and i pray that we may be gentle with ourselves on this 
journey as we transition from earth to heaven, that we don't run from or, or be afraid of our human experiences, that, but we incorporate them in our praise, that we teach others how to praise, that we be a people of praise. And I pray for our church, for our Holy Father, our bishops, our priests, that they may lead others in praise. And we pray for a greater surrender to the Holy Spirit. And we pray all of this through Jesus Christ, our Lord. And may Almighty Amen. God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Father Michael Voidhofer, thank you so much for taking this time to talk with me about Pope Francis's January 13th, 2021 audience, teaching us about the prayer of praise. Such a joy to connect with you, Father Michael, and to spend this time talking with you about such a wonderful topic. Really appreciate you taking the time. Thank you. Such an honor to do it. Thank you.